Now we good. Yeah. All right. So I was watching this video on Reddit because that's uh-huh. where all the cool kids are, I guess. But it was literally this robot that they had designed to have one leg that would just pogo around. And their idea was that you could send this into areas with uneven surfaces and it would be able to do reconnaissance for you. They were thinking about disaster recovery. And you know what I thought of? Mega Man? No, I thought of a shotgun on a pogo stick, which is the kind of cyborg body I requested probably 11 years ago. Yeah, actually, I mean, on that topic, uh, big ups to listener Harrison Shute, who has recently been cataloging some of his favorite clips of us on his YouTube channel, uh, which is just his full name, Harrison, and then C-H-U-T-E. Uh, and there's some goodens in there that I'd forgotten about, like my incredulity about the fact that the Deus Ex robots cannot see you from behind. <laughs> and I was just so sort of, I was taken aback by my purity in that moment when you told me that. And I was like, uh, you know, just completely straight faced. I'm like, no one would ever build a robot that way. <laughs> they absolutely would, Dave. Have you seen, I, first of all, any piece of human technology has some ridiculous thing like that. It's always exactly that stupid. Because <laughs> we are exactly that stupid. Like that robot that committed suicide in the fountain? Exactly. That Here. people got a lot of good near quotes out of. <laughs> Man, so much has happened uh, in the last few days, I hardly know where to start. Uh, like how I dropped an entire mason jar full of water on my computer and broke it uh so i i had to do a little more uh prep work for the podcast than i usually did because i'm using somebody else's laptop um and i had to reinstall all the apps i say mason jar uh because i live in brooklyn it was actually a jar of spaghetti sauce (laughs) it was filled with water (laughs) but as grotz put it dude uh, it would be better if it was like one of those earthenware jugs like you see around with the really shallow handles on the side and you're just straight drinking from the still out of that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that little like rumple stills can face on it man so we were all set to sit down and watch the game of thrones uh and i yo you know, man nobody as you do is that even a game at this point i mean it's I wouldn't totally so, real I question whether it really was well, it's the most deadly game. It's sort of that permutation of it's that manner of use. Oh my use. gosh, how awesome would it be if Ice T was in Game of Thrones? No, that's surviving the game. I don't. I mean, basically, it's the same premise <laughs> as most yes, dangerous it is. games. It is the most deadly game, but it's not the most deadly game in all caps. Or in, in, <laughs> they should just—they uh, need to recast that. The, the everybody from that from that Ice T movie, which I've already forgotten the title of, Dangerous Game, Surviving the Game, Surviving the Game. Uh, they should all have cameos in Game of Thrones. I was going to say Lance Hendrickson, but that is actually, I'm almost certain, the John claude Van Damme one. Uh, you can't tell me that George R.R. R. Martin Death? Death? wasn't inspired what? to kill his entire cast by that movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody dies except for Ice-T. I mean, look, the timeline lines up almost perfectly. Game of Thrones comes out like 92, 93. Uh, Surviving the Game, I'm looking it up, came out in 1994, so obviously George R.R. Martin got an advanced copy. (laughs) Was so inspired by Rutgers Howard's performance. I forgot Charles S. Dutton was in this movie. It's a classic. And Gary Busey. 
Yeah, Gary, Gary Busey right. in the tasseled jacket. How can you forget? Right. I mean, Gary technically, Busey. Gary Busey has a starring role, and the tasseled jacket gets full credit. <laughs> yeah, he's the co-star. So he has to share billing on the poster. Gary Busey <laughs> as man in tasseled jacket. <laughs> right, because tasseled Ruck- jacket as Gary Busey's jacket. Right, because like sort of in the classic like dyad of villains, you've got Rutger Hauer as like the savvy, cool-minded one who organizes things, and then you've got Gary Busey playing himself <laughs> that is a, a crazy man <laughs> with a gun and a tassel jacket. Uh, you ever think Rutger Hauer just thinks back to that last line from uh, Blade Runner and wonders what happened? So you're like, man, I said the ballerest stuff ever, and now I'm hobo with a shotgun. Or... Now I I was in the first one minute of Valerian, which I saw over the weekend. <laughs> I was like, oh, Rucker Howard's in this movie. He is in probably 12 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it does say, like, and with Rutger Hauer, you know, one of those sort of things that's supposed to clue you in that they just showed up for a real quick paycheck. Or... Given what Rucker Howard does in it, he might have just Skyped in. (laughs) (laughs) They could fix it in post. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's all just After Effects now. (laughs) But anyway, uh, back to my original story. I dropped this mason jar, a.k.a. emptied and cleaned spaghetti sauce jar filled with water uh, right onto my computer. Uh, and then it, the impact, and this is how you know it wasn't a mason jar, because it shattered into a million pieces <laughs> and sprayed water everywhere. Uh, so I very quickly turned the computer off, but I did not have a five-gallon drum of rice to submerge it in. Uh, so I waited a while, or like, you know, more than 24 hours or whatever. Right. And I turned it on, and I was like, oh, the fan is going super loud. Uh, it no longer recognizes audio inputs of any kind. I think I will start copying my data off this device. And sure enough, like once that was done, I did some of the stuff like reset the What kind of what kind of computer VRAM, is it? RAM MacBook Air. Oh, so the hard drive is soldered in. Yeah, I mean it's all one thing, but I got all the I got everything of consequence off except I realized like the like caliber library or caliber is just this app like I use to convert Word documents into like EPUB files and stuff. So I was like, oh, that was in a different place. But all the screenshots that I have saved on my desktop that I might use in a tweet someday are secure. So I can continue to say I shouldn't delete that. I might tweet a joke about that. I know that I took that screenshot eight months ago. The future is secure. So the other thing that happened today, or that was a few days ago, but the, the thing that happened to me today... Uh, that left me completely bemused. And I'm using that in the proper sense, not the way that people use it just as a synonym or a different way to say it, amused. Uh, I was sort playing of Final perplexed, Fantasy. whimsically? Uh, less whimsical, but definitely perplexed. All or right. uh, Rather, I just don't... I'm, I'm definitely perplexed, but I. it's more like I have no clue how to feel about this, uh, except grossly superior. Uh, because I, So I play Final Fantasy. I'm doing my like daily dungeon roulette i ran him into this is gonna have no relevance i'm the poor keep but i go oh hell yes like because if you i mean most dungeons are 20 minutes some of the shit ones are like 30 ones like the one i got into i was like i can do this in 15 minutes if i pull like a madman uh so of course i do like the first pull 
in the first pull, it's only two guys, but one of them transforms into a monster if you let him, so that's annoying. So I'm like, get this first one out of the way, then we're gonna pull the whole first third of the dungeon. And then, so immediately a DPS is like, pull more. And you know, B being the sort of like- Pull sur more. <laughs> surly recalcitrant person that I am, I'm like, hey, how about you worry about killing the guy that transforms and I'll worry about the pulling. Uh, and so, you know, I figure that's dealt with. And then on the next pull, the healer pulls one third of the dungeon which had me a little confused, uh, but whether or not I would have decided to help, I was dead <laughs> by the time they came back with all these monsters. Uh, and then this DPS starts going off on me. Like, so quickly does he sort of uh, hit the clutch and <laughs> shift, give, shift up that I don't have time to respond to each individual, individual statement. So he's like, enjoy the kick. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, you're a DPS, so enjoy your 30 minute queue while you kick me out of this dungeon and I'm a tank, so I will immediately get into another dungeon because there are like 30 <laughs> times as many DPS hey, buddy, in Final Fantasy. I'm the, the valuable commodity, all right? <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't know. I was like, I'm not worried, dude. <laughs> like, you know, by kicking me, you're saving me from like the 30 you know minute that penalty scene of from the dungeon a, early. The scene from A Beautiful Mind plays in reverse because I'm the blonde, all right? <laughs> Everybody wants me. There are a million brunettes in this queue. Get out but of here. I, I don't have it. I don't have time to type that because the video is like, and I'm reporting you to a GM. So I'm, I'm about what? to be like, well, I was about to be like, uh, you know, so I start slowly typing like, for what? I think I got a better case than you, buddy, smiley face. And as I'm finishing typing that, he's like, oh, you're from Cactuar, which is my server. And you're not running a DPS meter. I guess I'm used to a higher standard of play on like whatever server Balmung, let's say, was the server he was from. Uh, and I that's where I got truly, you know, I was I was so taken aback that I just stopped typing and waited for the kick, which promptly came. Thank you. Uh, and then I just ran him into Snowcloak. Twelve seconds later, in my easy ass tank clue, and Snowcloak is also an easy dungeon, and it's a winter themed dungeon, which is better. So, but like. I was like, I just sat there sort of with my mouth agape, like trying to figure out who was this person that cared. And like, I couldn't put myself in the mindset of someone who even knew the server's names, <laughs> much less like their reputation for shitty tanks. <laughs> like, well, what does a DPS meter even mean? it calculates or it approximates how much DPS you're doing on a pull, which is like maybe relevant in your like top tier rating guilds where you're like, we need to squeeze ev every DPS we can out of this fight because there's like an eight minute enrage timer and we're running up against it. But like in these dungeons, like it's literally, if you're just chill about it, it's going to be done in 20 minutes. Tops. Like, <laughs> and if everybody had just been cool and been like, because like, Look, people know me. I like to pull a lot of monsters. <laughs> like That was the only thing that gave me life in World of Warcraft when paladins were an underserved class, and the only thing they could do was a lot of AoE DPS. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm for it. But I like to, to do, like, one pull or two pulls to, and like, you know, glance at the healer's gear. Because, like, often when you're doing these random dungeons, you're doing them with someone who's only doing them for the first time. Uh, so like they may not be super good or they may not be like comically over geared. So I was just like, you know, let's just ease into it. I'd like to do one 
one or two pulls to get the footing, and then I will pull like 30 guys. Don't worry about it. That's not your job. Your job is to shut up and be grateful that I showed up to the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was just I mean it's so weird because like the Final Fantasy 14 it's a much more chill MMO c- community than I've like ever experienced. But it's like it's a totally cooperative experience beyond anything else. You're always playing with someone else toward the same goal. Being yeah, chill about it, you're not is doing it fast enough. <laughs> it's a random but, dungeon on a weekday. Yeah, chill I mean out, that's like, the thing that like you're talking about. Like you know, it's fun to do kind of speed runs because, frankly, like you do these dungeons a couple score of times, and there's nothing else to make them interesting. But like, how many guys can I pull and still keep myself alive? So like, I kind of get that component. But at the end of the day, it's a difference of like three minutes on either end. <laughs> like, it is really not a lot of time. And I mean, so, my thing is just if it's not if it's not a competitive experience, you, I mean, you can even no matter it's still video game, so who cares? But yes. I mean, I get super salty when it's competitive. But if it's cooperative, what's the worst case scenario? Like, even in Left 4 Dead, I was never that mad when something bad went down because somebody did something dumb because we're on the same team. And, well, the other thing about Left 4 Dead, I mean, or just the stakes are so much lower in Final Fantasy because, like, in Left 4 Dead, you can lose the game. <laughs> like, like there, there is no conceivable world where we would have wiped in that dungeon from sort of, like, just your average humdrum, boring pull, like, ultra-conservative pulling scenarios. Like, it would have just been a little more boring. And, like, I don't play DPS often, but I, when I'm in that role, I'm like, I'm just going to chill and not say anything and, like, not draw too much attention to myself. Just hope I'm doing my job to the best of my ability because the dirty secret is that tank rotations are incredibly easy. Like, they're made for literal babies who just want to <laughs> slap the keyboard and make damage come out. So every time I go into a DPS job, I'm like, uh, like I get for a long time, I was like trying to find a job that worked for me. And I was like, well, all these casters have like cast times. So you got to sit there in animation. And if an AOE is coming, you have to do the mental arithmetic of like, well, do I get out of this puddle or, or will I have enough time to let my spell finish? So I was like, well, that's terrible. I don't want to do that. Uh, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll try monk or dragoon. And it's like, what? You have to pay attention to where you're standing. Like, you have certain moves that, like, you have to be at the side or the rear of this monster. This is terrible. Like, that sounds, and I, have, I mean, that sounds like more fun. No, it is. It actually is. But, like... <laughs> you have to pay attention? I want this to be cookie clicker. Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, that was definitely what Paladin used to be. They had, they had like, a... So, like, the other tank in the original game, Warrior, had, like, sort of three combos. You had, like, a, a combo that gave you a lot of threat. A combo that did the most damage and a combo that healed you. Paladins had one combo that was two out of those three things. <laughs> like they literally had three buttons. Like it was like I didn't understand why the combo existed because it never branched. <laughs> so like you know everybody has a starting move and then that branches into two moves, which may then branch again or something like that. Uh, Paladin was like one two three, one two three, one two three, and then like occasionally you flashed. <laughs> Like, if you really felt like you had to. (laughs) 
but I tried to avoid it if at all possible because it didn't do damage. <laughs> and then so like moving into the last expansion, I was like, wait a minute, wait, what, what are all these moves? I don't need a dot. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> Your dot should be oral if you're going to be a real paladin. And by that, I mean it should be based on an aura. Like you uh, I wish, yeah. You. Thorns, thorns or a baby. No, I mean, and now, like, now they added spellcasting things, which is actually pretty fun because the spellcasting rotation, quote unquote, in true paladin fashion, uh, is you use this ability called Requiescat, which like does a big, gives you a big spell damage buff or something because they can't just have paladins like casting spells all over the place. So the spell is comparatively weak. It gets buffed. And then you just cast the spell six times in a row. <laughs> and then you go back to using your like regular combos. So like I'm always really happy when that move comes off cooldown. It's because like I don't have to think for the next 15 seconds. <laughs> like I'm just going to keep spamming this button. And that's why I'm a tank. And DPS is actually way harder. Is it uh, really? Well, it's not harder in the sense of any video game you've ever played, <laughs> but you do have to pay a little bit of attention. I really, They put out Red Mage in the most recent expansion, and that's pretty good, mostly because every time you cast a spell, your next spell is instantly cast. So you don't only have to look at half as many cast bars. And then when you cast enough spells, you're charged up, and then you can dart into melee and attack with your rapier. Uh, and then when you're done doing that, you do like a sweet backflip and get out of the melee. And if you time it perfectly, you can backflip out of an AOE. But Ooh, that sounds fun. More commonly, you will backflip into an AOE. <laughs> like, Worth the risk, man. You just gotta I get mean, look, cool points. It, it's the price of flair. Hey, you got to live your own way, okay? <laughs> Dude, I can't believe people get hot about Final Fantasy. Was it, that, what, that is what had me so perplexed. I was like... Oh, I really hope this kid is like twelve. Like, I is there really... any other solution? There can't yeah, I mean, be another there, one. It was, well, yes, there can, and it's called the internet and gamers. <laughs> and it's unfortunate but true that that person was probably like twenty nine. Golly, you're probably and they right. were so mad online. <laughs> like, it's just like because, like, before he said that. I was just like, well, me and this group obviously aren't working out. And my fingers were moving to just leave the party. I was like, you know what? I don't got to do this dungeon right now. I'll take like the 30 minute penalty and come back later. Cause like if you quit early, you yeah. can't do stuff for 30 minutes. And then he started sassing me and I was just like, all right, just kick me then. Like now it's on you. I was just going to go and you guys would have been fine and you'll still be fine. I guess everybody will be fine because it's just a video game. Yes, there was so no don't scenario worry about it. Yeah. Unless you bet a family member's life on this this dungeon. In which case maybe. you should really be begging me to play better. <laughs> Mom only and has maybe seven just telling me that. left. Yeah. And the like, seriously, bro, insurgents. I will help you out. All right? If those are the stakes. Please don't beg you. If those are not the stakes, we just chill out. They said if we don't finish in the next fifteen minutes. She's going to start losing toes. And I'm like, well, then you found the right man for the job. Let's go. You have to go to the scummiest server on the net. Yeah, I guess Play Cactar's with those noobs. <laughs> Fucking Cactar. Don't even Fucking have Cactar DPS scrubs. meters. 
Look, I don't know. I think Cactar is the DPS good. meter like an add-on that just reads the game's log and yeah. I mean, it? what I really should have done at that moment is be like, I'm actually on PS4. We don't even have the capacity to do that. <laughs> it would have just Steve would have shot out of his ears. Be like, I can't, I can't believe this. <laughs> Cross-platform support. Gah! <laughs> That's like the only time anybody would have cursed cross-platform support, which is like the holy grail of all multiplayer games. It's coming out on multiple platforms. Does it support cross-platform? No. You know what? God bless Sony for being the only company that's willing to do that. Yeah. And also, like, ruin anime streaming, apparently. Right. I guess I saw a tweet about that. I don't even know the Funimation. Yeah, they bought Funimation. I guess I didn't understand the tweet, but now that I think about it, I think Funimation owns Crunchyroll. Is that true? Uh, I feel like maybe that happened recently because I, I didn't think they understand may have had a why partnership. Crunchy Roll was let out of the tweet. What? I don't know. I mean, look, it's what it is. I guess I'm happier in life if I pay my like six dollars a month for Crunchyroll or whatever it is. Uh, but if all that stuff goes away, I am confident that I will still be able to th- steal things. And like with sort of well, the they're just going to the stand world, up. A, I'm a, not going to get an that. equivalent platform. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like there's always going to be some way. Don't worry, everybody still wants your money, and like they will find some way to race to the bottom. The bottom might not might be a little higher than it normally is, but like I don't. Who cares? <laughs> the spending money on anime is like one of the, aside from Final Fantasy, the relative skill of Final Fantasy players, one of the things I'm least able to get head up about. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, sure, I do it uh, because $7 isn't a lot of money and it's better than like going to some weird website and getting a bunch of pop-up ads, which are definitely putting Trojans on my computer. Uh, and God knows what else, a.k.a. Forbes.com. Anyway, speaking of paying money for streaming cartoons, Netflix put out Castlevania, which definitely exists. Yes, you can say that about it. It's one of the most existy shows that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I... It is not JoJo's caliber, which I'm realizing, like, I have watched so little anime other than JoJo's. Yeah. Maybe my my standards are just a little warped. Maybe I'd forgotten what it's all about. That's why you got to take that hit of Attack on Titan Season 2 to be like, oh, right. Not everything is JoJo's. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Attack on Titan Season 2 is very bad, but it's not even the worst because... The stream chat reminded me the other day that we did a podcast about a show called He Is My Master. Oh, I mean, I remember. I Well, I didn't until they told me. And they also reminded me that I photoshopped a box of Pop-Tarts over the cover. Because even posting the cover on the website was too creepy. So, Castlevania is just sort of bland by comparison. It's not really... It's it. The, the sad thing is it is it is pretty bland. But it's also kind of explosively, it's trying really hard not, I don't know, maybe we're just jaded. Like, I saw that Blood Sea thing at Daryl's panel, and No Amount of Violence disturbs me, but, like, there are some pretty grisly moments in this anime. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. And by pretty I mean, grisly, I mean, like, wow. <laughs> they spent well, a lot of time context. animating all that viscera. <laughs> what wouldn't be bland if you're just, you know, if you're just going to be like any amount of exploding bodies? <laughs> I'm talking about the characterization, man. Yeah. Which, like, you know, kind of oh, was yeah. what it was. I was bracing myself for the worst because people seem to think pretty unkindly of it. Um, but, you know, honestly, like a lot of it, or I don't know, I was bracing for like super hardcore dick guy, Trevor, who's like, I'd be mean, basically Duke Nukem, but he's got a whip. Yeah. So like when I got this dude who was like, kind of just seemed to want to be a stoner and <laughs> be like, come on, man, just let me get drunk. I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. I'm tired. I was like sort of, a, I was much more willing to accept that as an option versus like w- this scenario that I had built up in my head, which sounded truly terrible. Uh, so in that case, the lowered expectations did me a favor, but somebody asked me if I was going to watch this on Tumblr uh, and I responded and I was like, Hey, why not? It's only four episodes, right? Uh, it can't be as bad as the Ninja Gaiden OAV we watched for this show. And then upon reflection, I was like, wait a minute, the Ninja Gaiden OAV was awesome. Uh, and then I just, you know, to sort of highlight that, I decided to make a gift from the show. And the first gift worthy moment I found when I looked up an illegal stream of it or however I found it on YouTube uh, is a dude in a suit and a guy who's just Rambo running up a staircase with like machine guns and just gunning down werewolves. <laughs> like, so I was like, this wait, this show was great. Like, so I'm, I'm not saying I was hoping for that sort of thing because like the reality of this is it was made by probably pretty much all American people I assume and so they were going to go a little more like didn't am I wrong that it was like Grant Morrison or something some comic guy I don't I don't know anything about the production other than whether people have said this is not anime which you know maybe it's not feels kind I mean, of I, anime and it's okay. definitely mimicking the style it is Warren Ellis, who I think, yeah, is a comic guy. Uh, he's the, He did Transmetropolitan. Uh, he is a different British comic guy. Anyway, uh, I feel like an anime version of this would be better because it would be super weird. And the fact that it is not really all that weird is what causes me to hesitate in calling this anime. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the providence of like the creative staff or something. It's just that this was a regular ass cartoon. <laughs> it doesn't have. It wasn't. It wasn't that regular. Well, like, it, it had have, like, like some a flaming Dracula head, but dude, that was the best part too. Like, is that how Dracula makes all of his calls? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, if you were his contractor and he had some loose tile in his great room and you're you're just like sitting at your desk going over some invoices and then all of a sudden a pillar of fire destroys half your building yeah it's like glenn glenn god god dracula the toilet tank's doing that thing again (laughs) please use your telephone (laughs) you're a man of science you invented the radio appear i don't know maybe you just incinerated linda (laughs) Again, after you reanimated her last time, which was not science, that was totally a cult, and I know it, 
And that's why Linda keeps eating our cats. But anyway, right. I do quality <laughs> work and you pay on time. What do you need? I know enough. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, I need you to repave my patio. I'm having a party this weekend. Is the patio ruined because you exploded in a ball of flame to tell your son, Adrian Tepish, to stop throwing the baseball out there? Lest he break one of your windows? Um, it was... I... That, I mean, there are things like that keep that happen in the show that sort of rescue it for me. Because, like, Trevor starts out lame, then he turns into, like, a superhero. The church is sort of just like almost juvenilely evil like they're just like man i don't want to go to church on sundays so the church is evil and they're also kind of useless except that they consecrate weapons and they make holy water which makes it possible to kill all these things with like farm implements yeah so how did any city ever get overrun <laughs> I, I was a little taken aback by like the sort of narrative brevity which when the demons come like all of a sudden these like this this rioting mob turns into like a well-constructed fighting force that's like we're ready to handle there's this three shit. demons there are wizards what did dracula reasonably think he was gonna do well i mean i feel like dracula was like hey you know there, I don't have a, I don't have a specific timeline here. Just like, you know, whenever you want to get this stuff done, like I'm pretty mad about it, but I'm eternal. She was my one and only love across the course of my life, which uh, I don't remember if this is in the show or if I looked it up on Wikipedia. But he was so in love with her because she looked like his first wife. <laughs> so it's like, wow, what a compliment, Dracula! You really know how to woo him. I think that the reason he was actually so mad was because he did not have the opportunity to say, I told you so, when the humans burnt her at the stake. Yeah, that's why he was rushing back to the town. It wasn't to save her. It was like, I told you! You sound from the back. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I say these humans were no good? Forgive them. They're plural. They know not what they do. Yeah, I played Symphony of the Night. I got the good ending. Yeah. Like, which I looked it up because I was like, oh, right. Dracula's wife. I remember this. This must be based on some like long Castlevania lore thing that I'm unfamiliar with. And I looked up the Wikipedia on her. It's like Lisa Tepish or whatever is only mentioned in Sylvia Night and only in that one scene. And yes, you do know everything about her because it was all contained <laughs> in that one cutscene. And I was like, okay. I mean, so we're hey. sort of in that like postmodern era of video games where everybody really loved that one video game. And so the only idea they have is like, well, let's just make the part from that, that they like, this is, this is just somebody's extended head cannon of, uh, symphony of the night. I'm fine. That's literally the best Castlevania game. I mean, look, that's, it's a fine video game. Uh, in the series, Lisa is fully depicted as being Dracula's wife and mother. I wouldn't say fully depicted. I think she's in about seven minutes. Being a scientist, she is enthralled with Dracula's catch-all. First off, it's like the 15th century. Like, it was, I guess it was her and Gregor Mendel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Whatever. I'm not going to reveal that I know 
Gregor Mendel was not in the 1400s. No, it's fine, dude, because Dracula's castle exists through all space and time. Dude, Gregor Mendel, he like he was leaps and bounds beyond that. He was messing with electricity. You're telling me that like anyone gives a crap about the alleles in pea, pea plants when he's like shooting electricity across the room? No one does, Dave. No one. That's science. That's why, because Alucard, spoilers, Alucard's in the show. Uh, later in the thing, he's like, he, he tells you the thing. He's like, my father's castle exists across space and time. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's why ex- electricity exists. This isn't like vampires gifted the knowledge of electric lights to mankind. Uh, they just sort of time traveled and caused all these time paradoxes, stealing shit. The, the real to- Thomas Edison was a vampire who stole Thomas Edison was Dracula who stole the technology for lights from Nikola Tesla put it on a t-shirt the internet if <laughs> like, anybody was a vampire it was totally Nikola Tesla I mean, and I know it's racist but his name is Nikola Tesla and you know he was I mean a weird bird so to speak. he was played by in David the Bowie in the prestige <laughs> and David Bowie is the closest thing to a vampire we've ever had on earth well I mean him and Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is one of the gray aliens, all right? <laughs> I'll not have you cross our genres. Hey, they can both exist. All bets are off. If one exists, I mean, this, who knows what else just is Deus true? Ex. It's like, you know what's real? MJ12. Uh, you know what else is real? Gray aliens. You know what else is real? Super AIs that control everything. You know what else is real? The Illuminati. <laughs> Yeah, I've been playing uh, the Shadowrun games on Steam. Basically, yeah. the everything is real, and also computers games. Everything is real. There's shamans. You got sorcerers, people with guns. It's like yeah. sweet. I mean, yeah, Shadowrun was definitely like, what if I read Neuromancer, but also Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it wasn't even Lord of the Rings. It was Dragonlance, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, it was Dragonlance at best. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, I, I, feel like I shouldn't make going fun down of that rabbit hole. I loved those books when I was I, younger. I sure did. And you know what? I read one of them like five years ago, and I was like, ooh. They were for a time <sighs> and a place, man. They were for children, which There was is a fine. wizard children that had like hourglass books. pupils. It took mm-hmm. me like years to get over how dope that was. Uh, Joel, I've never forgotten the... I don't. I guess maybe you would call this fan fiction. Someone rewrote Bohemian Rhapsody to be about him, and the reason I remember that is because there was a line: "Hourglass eyes look up to the skies and see." So obviously, it wasn't a hard rewrite. Or anything. Oh my gosh! Could anything be more thirteen years old perpetually than that line? Joel, that man was me. I was 13. No, but <laughs> I mean, it's fine too. Word. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. It's like, that's, that's <laughs> this is like what tearing up asked, pages you in your notebook your right butt. now. That's it, man. Like, You're just it's all over. Out. Trick me. This was a too trap. Smart for your game. I've been recording this podcast with you for 12 years just to have you reveal this in public. <laughs> it's been, oh, it's been, I've been the so jig is up. for so long. I forget finally. <laughs> Operative swarm. This operation. I told him this You'll operation never catch would be me worth alive. it. <laughs> I immolate myself with my giant wrestling shrine. You're, yes, you're... I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hasselhoff. Cabarod. Oh, man. Cabarud. But I mean, like, this uh, this reverie Tannis that we're currently... Elvin. <laughs> that we're currently spiraling into is evidence of Gold what made. Castlevania is for and what <laughs> I, it is. All right? I'll tell you what. I completely forgot that there's, like, a Native American tribe in Dragonlance. Dude, why not? <laughs> Except why that, not? Like, the princess's bodyguard is like described as like a stock Native American dude that you would see in any novel written by white people. Uh, and the princess of the tribe is like milk skinned, long blonde hair, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Kitara, though, that's where it's at. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was a little taken aback by the, I mean, the priests in this show must shop at Dracula's Time Traveling Castle because they're all wearing like modern day cassocks (laughs) with the priest collar and everything. And unlike like Gregor Mendel, I did look that up (laughs) and that didn't come into fashion until the late 1900s like Gregor Mendel. (laughs) You can't expect them. I mean, the show definitely has a strain of, uh, like, like the sort of pathological defiance to authority. Yeah, like it's like a disordered. These guys are bad because all like yeah, that even in the triumvirate of heroes, they ha- you have all of your classes represented, right? You've got your half blood Dracula offspring your fighter human, and your wizard. You can't tell me you don't need a cleric in that party, all right? You Or, I mean, maybe an elven archer, if you want to add a fifth, but, like, yeah, the cleric has to be there, and not as, like, a bit role where he just makes holy water. It's like, oh, that... Uh, Trevor's comment, like, oh, he must have been a legit priest. That's some great holy water. It's like, how? <laughs> what would be the difference? <laughs> he really meant it, you know? He He didn't have that perfidy in his heart. He actually believes in God. Great. This holy water is kicking ass. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So good. I I, I mean, I like the... I'll tell you who's missing before I go on. And that's a a young man by the name of Grant Dunasty. (laughs) Everybody's first Castlevania 3 sidekick, conspicuously absent from the tetralogy of uh, Castlevania 3 characters on display. Yeah. No doubt. So who's going to climb the ceilings when you need them to? I guess probably Alucard because he's already like teleporting. He's like, <laughs> he was like teleporting. And well, frankly, like, I was, I'm glad that the fourth episode culminated with the fight between Alucard and Trevor because Trevor didn't look that impressive until they pitted him against Alucard. And then he's like predicting teleports and things. Yeah. It's pretty, he's pretty got all right. seeing eye. Well, and also a consecrated whip that yeah. is apparently like there's no conservation of energy. Apparently, constant having a consecrated whip makes you hit demons with immeasurably more force than would be possible otherwise. Because mm-hmm. he's yeah, like the, manipulating it with his hand, yeah, the physical energy, astral <laughs> energy. Well, the, the conservation of energy is on the part of the animation department when he's swinging that whip around because it looks pathetic. Like. <laughs> It looks like it's about three frames of animation. Like he's just he's like flailing his whip around when he's talking to uh Sifa at one point. He's like, All right, let me tell you what you gotta do. I got this handled, you gotta go over there. And it's like he's talking for like twenty seconds 
But like I said, it's like three frames of animation of just this sort of whip storm around him. And I was like, I am not the type of person who knows bad animation, but I think that is some bad animation. <laughs> I feel like that sort of adds a little level of truth to it because here I am. I don't care about animation. I don't even think about it most of the time. I don't I was... know. It's, it's sad. Or it's not sad, but it is. it feels less remarkable. Look, I didn't have any hopes for it, but... I was a little confused by their use of a Cyclops as a monster that petrifies you. Even though the monster idea they came up with was totally rad, it just didn't feel like it should be a Cyclops. Because he was like, he petrifies you, and then he feeds off your suffering, your terror, while you're petrified for all time. I was like, that sounds like an incredibly scary monster. <laughs> but I don't see what it has to do with a Cyclops, which is something like pretty much... I, anyone who watches Castlevania is going to know what a Cyclops is. But I feel like even in the broader sphere, like I feel like a lot even, of people know what a Cyclops is. Even in the universe that you stole Cyclopses from, they did not turn people to stone. And there was still the other creature in that universe that you also stole, the Medusa, which yeah. turns people to stone. That You've is around. got those in Castlevania. Yeah, they exist. They exist in that video game <laughs> that you. I mean, it seemed to have played. I mean, you got to the Upside Down Castle, <laughs> and you got that cutscene. Mother, that's. I still remember Alucard saying, "Saying like, oh, don't go." But you know what? They re they remade Symphony of the Night, or they like re they had some re release thing that wasn't really a remake, but they redid the voice acting, and it was way worse. Well, no, they had. Do you know why that happened on the Xbox Live Arcade? Because the, the voice the, acting was too big. Yes, Microsoft had a rule that any arcade game couldn't be over a certain yeah. size, so they cut so, out all the stuff. No, but this was on the PSP version. Okay. I want to say they they and it was like the dumbest. So there was like a PSP version of Dracula X. And unlockable in that was Symphony of the Night, but you actually had to play the game, which like isn't the worst thing in the world. It was just sort of strange. And you were like, most people are probably buying this just out of Symphony of the Night on their PSP because it was the only way to play it, I think, at the time. And they redid the voice acting, and it was all just like normal voice acting, and thus was super lame. <laughs> like, and had none of the goofy, campy charisma. But like, you know, that's sort of the weakness of camp is that you can't really do it on purpose. Yeah. You actually have to think it's cool. I was completely bewildered by this show pronouncing his name as Vlad Dracula Tepish. Every and I was time. Like, over been, and over Have again. I been saying this wrong? <laughs> like, I'm going to trust that you did your research here, guys. Because <laughs> I've been saying Tepes my whole life. Vlad Dracula Tepish. I mean, it's Eastern European. It's Eastern European. Eastern European. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how to pronounce those weird names from, like, Romania. I thought yeah, he was Yeah, I said a... it. They're weird. We don't have that letter in our alphabet. If you want me to pronounce it Tepish, put an H on the end. You know, I thought he was a small yet overpriced plate of chorizo or something. <laughs> oh, man. If only he had discovered tapas. That would redeem humanity. Wait, but Dracula, eat this delicious finger food. <laughs> well, I don't have... know. I don't think it's really I mean... going to fill me up. <laughs> Paye is not technically tapas, but it's so delicious. Please don't kill us all. Yeah, we've used our village's entire store of saffron. <laughs> it took us three decades to retrieve this spice from the far east. What is this spice made of? The sex organs of a plant. It's good. Trust me. 
We put it on shrimp. So here's a couple things I don't get. Dracula, they they burn Lisa at the stake because she's consorting with Dracula. First, it sounds completely like she says she's from the village of Lu Boo. I Except still it's have worse. No it's like Lu Poo. <laughs> no, Lu Poo <laughs> is what I is what I do uh, after I play a Dynasty Warriors game. I'm like, oh, I got to get that poison out of me. <laughs> I got a loo-poo the memory out of this, this game You're out of my mind. you putting on the special socks that drain the toxins from your body. Uh, yeah, so they're like dating Dracula, huh? Sounds like something a witch would do. They burn her alive. Uh, Dracula is coming back, and like he's like, You there, woman, when's the burning to take place? And she's like, Well, that burning already happened not 20 minutes ago, I'd wager. And he's like, oh, I'm so pissed off on Dracula. You, you I, said some I nice things like about a my man, wife. <laughs> but no more. He's so mad that he's going to wipe out the whole village because he's so pissed off that they killed his wife. Dude, uh, that's but, a city. That ain't no village. But he's going to give them a year to pack their bags and move away. If <laughs> like, I absolutely would, too. There's just, there's no way I would have stayed. Oh, of course. But like, I don't understand that he's so overcome with rage. He like the, 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 the tiny seedling of hope in humankind that was sprouting was just eradicated by a whole dump truck full of salt dumped on top of it. (laughs) And then he's like, all right, I'm going to give you fuckers a year. You better, you better get out of here. Well, they revealed that he just, he needed that long to summon his army of the night. It takes what? a while. That whole pillar of flame trick where you get to immediately travel anywhere. Apparently it doesn't work when you're going to hell. That's... Which is really like the only place you think you'd want to travel as a pillar of flame. It's just like I wonder why Dracula has been defeated by the Belmonts till time immemorial. They're like, all right, Dracula, I'm here to fuck you up. He's like, <laughs> he's like pushing the armoire against the door. He's like, all right, just need another 364 days. And I'll be ready to fight. <laughs> First, step one. Kill my only son. Ooh. Uh, why did I write this one down? Well, it's on the list. Uh, so I guess I gotta... You know you know what they say about a tepish man? He commits. Uh, and then there's the part where they're talking about fucking a goat in the tavern that goes on for way too long. And that's yes. also know how you know how it was made by... Western people, because there's a part where they talk about fucking a goat for like five minutes. That's our kind of weird. You can't tell me that in Japan there wouldn't have been like some three second interlude where some guy's banging a dead goat. It's better than the, I guess, what you would think of as the Japan equivalent of like it's the same thing, but he's talking about banging his sister. Uh, (laughs) So maybe I just dug my own grave there. But it's just like, I don't know. I was like, how can this still be going? It's been like 90 seconds and we're still talking about this guy that fucked your goat. Yeah, he hit him in the head with a shovel, Dave. And then he's like, you know what's the only thing I hate more than guys who fuck my goats? Belmonts. And then Trevor Belmont is in the back of the tavern, super drunk. And he's like, cool, fuck. And that's how they, like, the episode like ends on that. Uh, and that's when I sort of had hope that Trevor Belmont was just going to be a super drunk loser who wins all his fights by accident. 
which is my favorite archetype. And there's not none of that in this character, which makes me happy. But I was a little dejected that, like, he becomes, like, sort of just sort of a more braggadocio kind of hardcore badass guy as the thing goes on. He's like, I don't fear death. The Belmonts don't fear death. And I'm like, dude, whatever. I've never lost a fight in my life. I liked it better when the floor fell out from under you and you were like, reflexes like a cat. And then the floor fell out from under you again. <laughs> Just watch Captain Tyler again. All right? That's what you want. Uh, it's still kind there. Kind of that, but like in an actual action show and not a comedy <laughs> is a thing. And I don't know where I'm going to find that. but uh, <laughs> Or like, I don't know, like, you know, like Jubei. I want to like... Because he's a badass, but like also he sucks. <laughs> so it's like I want both. I was thinking the whole like at the end of this, I was kind of like trying to put my finger on what it was about Trevor that was so familiar, and I'm like, oh, he's like almost Jubei. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like that was the saving grace of this show is that there wasn't none of that there, but there also wasn't enough of that there. Because I feel like if they even gave a little more of that, then I would have been a little more on board. I was also just like the idea. It would be nice if like because when he fights the the Cyclops, you're just like, oh, he's a wicked, hardcore, tough dude. And I guess that's all right. But it would be nice if it was just like he either a knew how to beat a Cyclops and there was some like trick to it. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of how you always expect humans to overcome the undead. And that's kind of, like, the whole point. Like, you don't just go toe-to-toe with them. It is, like, I guess I already said it was kind of fun to watch him actually be able to fight Alucard. But at the same time, like, he really probably shouldn't have been able to do that. Well, I don't know. Like, another example that comes to mind is the Witcher. And it's, like, the Witcher is also, like, he's got the knowledge base. But, you know, otherwise he's more or less kind of just like a guy. So, like, people still just beat the shit out of him sometimes. So there's, like, not really a lot he can do with that. And I think that makes those characters more relatable. Just like how Jubei sometimes just gets completely fucked up over the course of that movie. But he still wins in the end. And he wins by, like, trickery and knavishness. And that's what I like. Yeah. Because that's kind of how you get by in life, right? Yeah, by the skin I mean, of your teeth. Yeah, you work really hard. You hope it goes best, but a lot of the times, you just feel like you got lucky in the end. Yeah, and so yes, I want something that's. I want a character that reflects my reality, please. <laughs> I guess that's, I don't know. Jubei is not our reality. <laughs> no, yes, I am. <laughs> I am several <laughs> orders of magnitude beneath even Jubei. <laughs> well, but it's, it's like I, frankly, I'm glad. Goal. I'm glad. I don't want to live in the world where bees live inside of people. Even if you have to invite them. I still don't care. Yeah, it's not ideal. I'll give you that. We got poison women. Women who bite you with venomous things that live inside them that they telekinetically control. Women that pack you full of gunpowder. Listen, like, females are already complicated enough. (laughs) But the other thing is that Ninja Scroll has all those things. Well, that's and what I'm saying, Castlevania Dave. has a Cyclops that <laughs> petrifies you. And Dracula, which everybody knows what he does. Come on. 
You know, you think I've, I've seen him in space. <laughs> you think I haven't been around this mulberry bush before? Well, that's the other thing, right? They're trying to go with this balance between... It's not really balanced, but if you're going into this area, you have really strong archetypes in like the Jubes of the of uh, of anime. But it's also like you're go. This is Vampire Hunter D's wheelhouse, bro. Yes, you can't just walk in here making that movie, except without robot horses or well, spaceships yeah, just, or <laughs> yeah, like you. It, yeah, I mean, I, again, it's probably unfair. I mean, it's probably it's a little unfair, but seriously, like. The other thing I was thinking the whole time, or I was I was talking to a coworker about this. I wasn't even thinking about it the whole time. And she was talking to me about it. She's like, oh, this show is so great. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, have you ever seen Vampire Hunter D? Like, either one. Because <laughs> they're better. They're everything this is, but more. That's a thing that was like, hey, we've heard of vampires, but we acknowledge that this shit has been around for like 200 years at this point in the written form. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> let's spice it up a little. Let's turn it up to 11. Let's put a little moxie great. on this. Uh, let's make. You ever heard like, of a werewolf? This one shoots wolves. I, I, that I doesn't even it. make sense. <laughs> I mean, even in the first movie where it's like just something. What would you call it? It's like retro futurism. It's like they, <laughs> they have like a farm. But and they do all the regular farm things, but like they do, they farm with robot horses. Uh, they like sit on their wooden front porches in wooden rocking chairs, Dude, you, like with their totally laser right. rifles across their laps. <laughs> uh, and they protect their farm from invaders with like a magical or like a technological energy barrier. But like they're still growing. Like, can't the horse just do all the work? What's <laughs> all the circuitry for? And also. Why do you even need it? They're also just horses. But I like the unreliability of the techno horse. Yep. My favorite part is when it breaks, I don't have the thing I need to fix it. And then my family starves because my next door neighbor won't let me borrow the self-reproducing horse that he has a whole herd of. Yeah, I mean, imagine if there was, this was some sort of Warhammer 40k thing where, like, they retain the technology to like uh, awaken these dormant robot horses, but everybody had forgotten how animal husbandry worked. So like one guy figures out, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that horse grows more horses? I don't know about that. I don't buy it. The machine god sounds well, yeah, like he'd so, be mighty the, displeased with this. Was Vampire Hunter D's horse mechanical in the first one? I think they it were all mechanical. It definitely wasn't in the second one. In Bloodlust, he definitely had like a just a straight up horse. Oh, uh, we should have just rewatched Bloodlust. Now that is a movie where they go to an insane mutant carnival <laughs> in like a stagecoach, <laughs> driven by robots. So they're asking for their help, right? They have to go there to request safe passage through the Oh, who can know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, it's one of those things where, like, I've read, I read the first Vampire Hunter D novel, and the writing is so bad. Like, it's only improved by being made into a movie, because it's just terrible. But the ideas are so good. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, the like the disparity of skill levels in those two you gotta, things. You might, I don't know, that's one of those ones... Where you have to wonder if the skill of the translator might ruin it. 
Uh, I'm sure that is a factor. But I also wonder if there's just might be no salvaging what's going on here. Because um, yeah, it just I'm, seems there's like... There's no way the Vampire Hunter D novel is good. I'm just I'm going to say it. In Japanese or otherwise, that's not what you go to it for. You're not there for the, the lyricism of the prose. You're there because... I'm there because they have a bunch of guys who are named like Gullsnap the Mind Wrecker. <laughs> like anybody with a the <laughs> name, like... We got and Goldsnap the Mind Wrecker gets killed by like somebody opening a door through him, and it just cuts him in half. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, you didn't know that I could. Just, I had a transdimensional portal. <laughs> that my whole body was that. You idiot. That's what they need. They need a whole Vampire Hunter D movie that just ends with a telefrag. So it's like, yeah, go dunk your swords in salt, Trevor Belmont. Whatever. Consecrated whip. Nice. What's it called? It's the Vampire Killer. Wow. How long did you take to think out that one? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what it is. We're just trying to be literal. That's boring. Although I will say, having worked in IT, anybody that names their servers neat stuff is a moron. Name it what it is and what it does and how many of them there are. Are you sure you're not supposed to name it Jariah? <laughs> I think I learned more about Naruto characters from like what my boss named servers at my work than I have any other source of Naruto information. <laughs> oh my gosh. How can that be? When he's gone, what will they do? Yeah, it's like simply look up on Rock Lee. <laughs> that's the underpowered server that's like still there for some reason. It's opening up Chi Gates. <laughs> I want to know, like, how far back does the Belmondo dr- bloodline? Okay, I just looked up Trevor Belmont. Brace yourself, because I'm going to tell you what Trevor Belmont, Trevor C. Belmont's name in Japan is. Uh, the answer might surprise you. It's Ralph C. Belmondo. <laughs> hello, even discounting Belmondo. It's like, hello, I'm Ralph Belmont. <laughs> I'm here to solve your vampire problem. <laughs> by not, he's uh, not even finding there. a tax loophole that they've <laughs> conveniently been using yeah, and reporting a... them to the vampire IRS. <laughs> because I'm an accountant. Hey, you got a vampire problem? <laughs> Dude, Ralph... but wouldn't, how awesome would that be? Your mind would be blown if that was actually the theme or like that actually happened. How much better would a show be if that was one of the resolutions to it? Mm, it does sound great, but it also sounds like one of those things that they're like, this anime is so crazy. It's about vampire actuaries. They assess the risk of no. vampires and sell them vampire insurance. I mean, and then my it's dream like, but it's actually about it fucking be... vampire little sisters. <laughs> my dream would be that it's something like Diamond is Unbreakable, where it's just like this weird vignette, and like they come to the end of the show, there's no resolution, and then in the synopsis, they reveal that they ran into Ralph Belmondo. <laughs> and they explain in like really fast like text what ended up happening. Yeah, Ralph really shored that one up for us, man. <laughs> Ralph was took care of business. <laughs> and there's like just vampire cops all of a sudden in this world where there have never been vampires before. <laughs> yeah. And then all there's right, never Dracula, vampires. You're again. coming with me. Oh gosh. I don't want to know what the finds look like on four hundred years of vampire tax evasion. <laughs> I mean, I guess all the currency would be blood, so they would just have to take the blood out of his body. 
This is a uh, vampire, no, vampires, audit. They love gold. As with all, avarice is one of their traits. Are you, sure, are you sure you're not thinking of dragons? Like, I think that they're kind of the same thing. I'm gonna. I'm googling this. Vampire lore, greedy. I mean, sure. I mean, I feel like they're more into like artifacts. Dude, Wikipedia has vampire folklore broken down by region, and this is what humanity will, will be remembered for. Okay, just, maybe I don't. Did you? Wikipedia. All right, let's look how many. I'm gonna see how long this entry is. Is there a way to track the edits? I'm gonna open it a new tab. Where's Japan? Where's he sent Co? <laughs> I'm looking up Wikipedia, Georgia O'Keefe. Now we're gonna see if there's even a page. Okay, there is one. Good. I think there probably is. <laughs> hey, you never know. It's probably a tenth the length. <laughs> And there's still a link to Green Lantern on there for some reason. And speaking of which, uh, speaking of Wikipedia nerd shit, the thing that restored my faith in humanity is there is an ongoing turf war in Wikipedia. I saw a tweet about this today. I saw a tweet. The editors of Wikipedia will not allow Jotaro Kujo on the list of marine biologists Wikipedia page <laughs> because he is a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you try to get him on there, and why isn't he already? Well, there is he, no try, guys. We haven't gotten there in the lore because I think it's in part six, but he does eventually become a marine biologist. But Jotaro he is still Kujo a becomes, fictional character. Why would he become a marine biologist? I guess I I don't. I it only make any sense. I only. I mean, it makes some sort of He's sense. He's an idiot. But. I mean, that's true. He's not as stupid as Josuke. But I mean, whatever. All of his scheming is so dumb. But whatevs. I can't find the tweet by searching for Marine Biologist Wikipedia, JoJo's, Cujo, any of that. Uh, maybe it was just a beautiful dream that I had. Jotaro, Jotaro is banned from the official list of marine biologists on Wikipedia. It's the tweets. There is no justice. Jotaro Cujo is fictional and not eligible for this list. Any request to add Cujo will be declined. What if I want to add the dog Cujo? Imagine if your life's purpose is securing the sanctity of Wikipedia data I don't want to be mean to anyone who's set their their personal course in life to moderating Wikipedia, but I think it's only a little bit better than the Final Fantasy guy. <laughs> well, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, Wikipedia. I think we should just let it go and see what happens. Look, J William Gibson wrote Neuromancer, and then all the nerds who read that worked their asses off to make Neuromancer happen. And that's basically how we got the internet in its present state, for better no, or worse. You're, uh, maybe. I don't know. We got the... William Gibson was writing about the possibility of a technology that existed as he was writing it. Yeah, but then they fucking saw that and they went into high gear. No, and I mean, Snow Crash, I feel we're like, We're nowhere near the technology that Gibson I, proposed. I, but we're almost at Snow Crash. We can almost fuck as whatever shape we want on the internet. Dude, you can, man. These screens are ruining your imagination, Dave. You could always do that if you just <laughs> had the imagination. <laughs> oh, I thought if you were like, if you had an endless shape of cake and a jello mold, 
large enough for a human body, you'd be able to work something out. It would just take a lot of time. Nope. Just saying you got to believe. You got to do what? Believe. You got to do what? <laughs> I refuse. I got I to receive. <laughs> Snake fuckingly crazy is the other thing I wrote down for this fucking show. Also, oh, I did... I did say I wrote down Edgelord for one thing because that was definitely something that needed to be said about this show. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that would have been a way easier, or a way faster way to sum it up than what I was trying to do with Duke Nukem. It is a little Edgelordy. But but uh, yeah, but Edgelordy is so cliche, and it's yeah. this huge thing. The Duke Nukem that was the nuance that you need. <laughs> There's a part where he rescues Sifa, who I didn't know was a girl until like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I played Castlevania three a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and he leaves all saltily after returning her to her tribe. And they're like, come back for a drink. He's like, whatever you're leaving town. Otherwise you're going to get murdered, but I'm going to pretend like I'm not helping you and I don't care. And I'm gruff and surly Bye. And she's like, I could pee in a bucket and tell him it's beer. And then her grandpa's like, he saved your life. And she's like, he is wooed. It's <laughs> like, what is this writing? Right, it yeah, these sucks. Were, these were my notes. Tears of blood. <laughs> because Dracula cries tears of blood when he finds out his wife. I, I feel like that's played out. We got to stop doing that with vampires. Unless you can't do no, that in vampires in something, a vampire thing, and then just have that be the only thing. If it happened in Vampire Hunter D, my senses would be so overloaded that I would be like, all right, fine. Doesn't that like, happen I in Vampire even, Hunter D? I'm sure it does, but I didn't notice because his hand has a face in it that talks to him and heals him by eating dirt. It was also <laughs> understated. They did it classily. <laughs> Whereas in this, it's like if you take out the tears of blood, what is there even to remember from this? Well, you can also – the the other thing I wrote down, next note was kids getting murdered and jokes about bestiality. <laughs> yep. Because kids get murdered before that joke comes, just to like keep you on your toes. Then I wrote down Edgelord. But this is the thing that really I liked. I wrote down platforming check. There is a significant amount of platforming yeah, that's in true. this anime. He even does like the whip and hang off a thing. I, I'm telling you, I saw and it there's and I was a, like, in I a like clock it. tower. It's uh it's an underground clock tower that's part of Dracula's time and dimension traveling castle. Uh, is it no it was like his personal keep it's Alucard's chill out he built those to protect him from his father and the fact that they were overcome by Trevor really means you don't know your dad all that well I thought your that dad was supposed to be part of he said something about his dad's castle traveling time which is true of the Dracula castle but maybe that was just sort of general information I thought that was meant to be that he was taking refuge in it because Wait, or I don't know, maybe it's Trevor operating off bad information because at some point they're like, she's like, we, we're deeper than the catacombs now. And maybe then he says, like, Dracula's castle is known to travel space and time. And blah, blah, blah. They mention that, but Alucard says in the end that his keep was, uh, <clears throat> was, it was there to protect him from his dad while he was recovering from his dad nearly killing him. Right. But the better thing is that, like, when they, the seer's like, oh, sometimes our visions are from the future. And uh, then Trevor says, I hate Sears. And I'm like, yeah, I can get down with that. That sounds like total shenanigans. <laughs> now you're seeing the future in the past? Get real, guys. 
He's only been down here for a year, but he's your ancient warrior that's going to save the city, even though Trevor already did that before we even came down here. Right. Whatever you say. Like, like, it's just like there's, so my, nothing happens in this that isn't done better somewhere else, I guess, is my sort of concern with this show. And so, like, you've got, like, just a totally trite, like, uh, conversation between demon and priest where the demon's like, hey, man, we're just here because of you. If you hadn't burned that lady alive at the stake, like... We wouldn't even shown up. And the priest is like, no, that's not true. I've devoted my whole life to God. And the demon's like, your life work makes him puke. And I was like, is this written by me when I was 14 and was drawing Metallica logos on my <laughs> geometry textbook? Because like, ah, it's just, I, it sounds like it was written by a child. It's, it's, it's Fuku, Dave. Or... What is it? Four children by children. Fuck uh, boo. Fuck, fuck boo. boo. <laughs> fuck boo. <laughs> no, it was written by a 49-year-old man, which is how old Grant Morrison is, but I already forgot if Wait, that was the right guy. I don't want to know that a grown-up wrote this. Yeah, it's concerning. Because it's not so bad as to be offensive. Again, it was Warren Ellis, not Grant Morrison. <laughs> but... It's just like, I don't know, like, <sighs> this was our shot. I don't know what, because I don't have it. I just know that some alternate universe, they kept making 2D Castlevania games. And instead, we got two Lords of Shadow games, and that shit 2D Castlevania game, and now this, and this is the best of those four things, and it's still not very good. <laughs> Like, it's, I don't know. I feel like it is like, it's not, I can't really truly call it bad because I've seen so much worse, but it was not inspiring in the slightest. At the same time, it was just a thing that happened. Yes. It's kind of bland. It wasn't that terrible. I don't think I'd really floating vampire Jesus here. (laughs) I don't think I'd mind seeing more of it, but I also like wouldn't really seek it out. Yeah, you know, you could put it in front of me, and it's not in Japanese, so I wouldn't have to watch it that hard. (laughs) I feel like is is Castlevania's uh, defining characteristic is that I could probably play a video game while I quote unquote watched this. You know, it's there. I'm already playing paying for Netflix, and I watched all the Kimmy Schmidt episodes. Gosh, talk about justifying Netflix. That show is hilarious. It's pretty good. Uh, there is a part where Titus drinks pasta sauce out of a jar, which I thought to <laughs> reference earlier. And it's one of the best bits in the new season. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so that's that, I guess. What's that? For whatever that's worth. Long podcast. <laughs> very little of it about Vampire Under D. Or what? What? That's what no, it's very little about Castlevania. But hey, I was, we bumped I, it out. I crossed the streets because uh, I was like, now I'm inspired to go watch some Vampire Under D. Maybe Ninja Dude, Scroll, I maybe wanted, both. When I was talking to my coworker, I was like, do I own that? No, I definitely own that. On There's no question that I own that on DVD. <laughs> like, it's one of the four movies yeah. that I've kept around. And one of the things that probably wouldn't show up on 
Netflix or Crunchyroll or anything like that anytime soon. Why? I yeah, I mean just, my yeah. There's no if way if you they, search for Ninja, it's just Ninjago's Masters of Spinjitsu. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Joel, it's coming up for you. I mean, you have girls, so maybe not. But I learned a lot about Ninjago Masters of Spinjitsu from my nephew, <laughs> from <your> nephew. <laughs> over the past few years. I feel like <laughs> you're right at the cusp. My nephews are all into. They're just they're Pokemon fiends. That's the yeah. only kind of kid thing that they're really into. I don't know. I feel. Do like any of your nephews are? Did they go and get into like trucks and stuff in a major way? Uh, yeah. Luke's kid Paul. Yeah. Is pretty into trucks. Because at this point, I'm scaling back my expectations. You know, like if if we have kids, like ten ten years ago, I was like, if I ever have kids. I'm never, they're not going to have a bunch of fucking toys. Everybody's kids have toys everywhere. And then they, they hate how much the toys are just scattered everywhere. And then like everybody I knew that had kids, when I would talk to them about this, they'd be like, yeah, there's nothing you can do. People just <laughs> throw toys at you. Like you cannot stop it. I, Cause I was always like, I was just, just get the kid like three toys and an iPad. Like why, why do you need 10,000 different trucks? And then there's just trucks everywhere. I thought I was like, just get the kid three toys. It's the 1800s. <laughs> Well, and an iPad. One of them's a corn cob that we dre- we put in a dress, and no, now it's, it's a toy because we declared it one, and not it's some just like terrifying artifact of our poverty. One truck is probably good. Maybe even five trucks if they're small. But anyway, I've completely scaled back on that expectation, and now I'm just like, if we can get a pretty good run of getting him like through Montessori without discovering that trains exist, <laughs> like, dude, you know, trains, you need that stuff. Because that's something that you can play with them with. The worst is when they have when they only have one toy and they want you to play with them with the one toy. Oh boy, that's boring. No, it's like I don't know. I just you hang out with Aaron and Noah's kid, and he really wants the trains to happen. He's like, get the fucking trains on the TV, or you don't want to see what I'm gonna do in my diaper. This was a nice <laughs> afternoon you were having. Be ashamed if somebody like because Noah was talking to me about shoot you. He was like, there's this, there, what's that? There's like a show, it looks kind of like the characters are like felt cutouts and they're like pigs and stuff. The main character's a pig, I think. Peppa it's not Pig. Really, yes, Peppa Pig. So Noah was like, he used to be into Peppa Pig. And now that's over because he discovered some sort of like, like YouTube autoplay happened and he discovered this terrible YouTube like kid entertainer. And now it's just all that guy. And so he's like, <laughs> Blimpy, Blimpy, or like whatever the guy's name is. And then it's like, how about some Peppa Pig? Very gently just trying to guide him back to like something that has a narrative and isn't just like a grown man in purple cartoon costume, like purple and orange and green, <laughs> like flamboyant clown costume. I just tell Hannah she can't watch things I don't like. She's like, there you do, go. do you want to watch it with me? I was like, no, this show is bad. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. You want if you want to watch Sarah and Duck, we can talk. But I'm not watching this. <laughs> Look, you're gonna sit down and you're gonna start One Piece from the beginning. <laughs> you're gonna like it. We're I'm gonna grow together to as a one family. Piece. No, oh, yeah, please do not so protect your protect your poor innocent babes from anime in general. I want to say, you know, just maybe get that Panda Go Panda DVD out. But <laughs> my neighbor Totoro, fine, but like. Let's be real about it. Nobody's lives were ever improved through anime. <laughs> or like at least the balance is 
you know, when you take into account these animators making like probably $19,000 a year, I think on balance, it's, it's done a lot more harm than good. And that's from like sort of a content neutral perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Then when you take into account the people who are having serious doubts about the value of their existence, because they're making $19,000 to like draw in between shots of a guy making out with his sister. They're like, just like, I went to college for this. Can we just have a still frame with kissing sounds? No. <laughs> we can't put that on a hug pillow. You must move his hand erotically. <laughs> okay, let's stop, I guess. <laughs> on that note, Castlevania was uh, not He Is My Master, as stated at the top of the episode. It's true. So, what can you do? It's a podcast. I'm probably going to go play Fortnite, which is hardly a video game. So, Dude, you, you don't knew take that. my taste into, oh, I knew exactly what I was getting in for. Grindy. Uh, or That's all they make is grindy stuff. I, I don't even think grindy because I, in fact, I did not know exactly what I was in for because I thought, hey, this will probably be a little grindy. Um, it is that just the grind has grind. <laughs> it's like you have a, a bar that builds up of research points. And that bar, you spend those on skills, and that bar can only hold so many research points. It builds up over time. And then you push the square button to collect those research points to put them in a different tank that also has a cap before you spend them. So there's like two separate cap tanks for these research points. I don't understand why it would have to be two separate bars. And also all the shit of like, Every item that game, it's a random thing. There are like green, blue, purple varieties of every assault rifle. And there's like 12 different kinds of assault rifles. Uh, And beyond that, they're like, well, you're really going to want two of each type of thing because you can permanently put one of them in this collection book, which you then level up to get rewards. It's like, no, no, I hate this. It's the worst thing ever. I just want to put down spike floors. I just wanted a game where I could put down spike floors. Or you could just make it interesting by having a variety of enemies and actual strategy. I th- Wouldn't that be cool? The variety enemies exist. I don't know if there's a variety beyond like this one has an explodey thing. <laughs> like, you know, I don't they're not really breaking any new ground. Uh I think I would be much more content with the game if the ratio of time played to time in menus wasn't maybe the worst skew of any game I've ever played in my life. And I've played a lot of MMOs. Like, (laughs) the amount of time you are actually defending the towers versus the time you're, like, shuffling around your hero cards and, like, you know, checking to see if you have enough duct tape to craft more... Spike trap floors. Uh, it's a so thing. it's a pass. Got it. Uh, I would say probably for most sane human beings. Uh, but sometimes in your life you, you, you crave a video game that allows you to just completely shut up your brain and do uh, stupid repetitive tasks so you don't have to think about the coming days. Anyway, let's clap. Let's clap. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Castle Podcast.
Oh my gosh. Just imagine. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get it. It was really nice of them to put out the exact amount of episodes that we watched for a podcast. <laughs> so convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was nice because this is the one time I felt like my brain could tolerate an exploit fan. I was like, oh, I can binge this because it's only four episodes. Hardly enough time for me to go completely stir crazy. And it's like, you know, 20 minute episodes. So actually, it's really like two episodes of a Netflix scene of things. Anyway, watching a whole bunch of TV is hard, but playing four hours of Fortnite is somehow easier. Mother! That voice! Alucard, it's you! I'm coming, mother. mother! I'll save you! No, Alucard! Don't come here! But, Mother! It's alright. If my death can save others, I gladly surrender my life. Mother, no! Please, no! Yes, Alucard. Watch me die and remember always my last words to you. Yes, Mother! You must despise humans. They are to be your prey. What? Better for them to die than to let them compound their sins. Begin by slaying that one over there. No! It wasn't like this! What's wrong? Alucard! My Mother! I never said such a thing! What do you mean? Kill them and bring them happiness! No! You're not my mother! mother. What kind of demon are you? <laughs> you broke free of my spell! I like that! Demon! Death is too good for you. Come here, little boy, and show me what you've got. Mother! 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 